You're listening to the Being Business Savvy Show with your host, Dr. Savvy. This podcast series aims to share best practice in the arenas of effective program and change management via relevant tools and techniques. We also feature exciting guests with incredible business insights and innovative ideas. Our documentary style format helps to make knowledge sharing more fun, dynamic and engaging. If you'd like to be featured on the show, please contact us by sending an email to ttt at savvyleaders.com. We look forward to hearing from you. Now, on with the show. Welcome, my name is Dr. Savvy. In this week's episode, we discuss great minds don't think alike. It's Christmas time. There's no need to be afraid. Christmas time, we let in light and we vanish it. And in our world of plenty, we can spread a smile of joy. Throw your arms around the world at Christmas time. You were listening to Do They Know It's Christmas, a song written in 1984 by Bob Geldof of the band The Boomtown Rats and Midge Ur of the band Ultravox. This was in reaction to television reports of the 1983 to 1985 famine in Ethiopia. It was first recorded in a single day on the 25th of November 1984, almost 30 years to the day of the issue of this podcast. The supergroup that recorded the single was put together by Geldof and Ur and considered mainly of the biggest British and Irish music acts of the time. The song was a major success around the world, reaching number one in 13 countries outside of the UK. Geldof's cautious hope was that the single would raise £70,000 for Ethiopia, but it raised a staggering and much-needed £8 million within 12 months of its release. The single's worldwide success in raising awareness and financial relief for the victims of the Ethiopian famine led to the recording of several other charity singles in the UK and in other countries, such as We Are The World by USA For Africa. The US single was written by Michael Jackson and Lionel Richie and produced by Quincy Jones based on an idea by Harry Belafonte, raising sales in excess of 20 million copies. The songs also led to various spin-off charity events, such as Comic Relief and the Live Aid concert, which would take place seven months later in July 1985. All of these events are an amazing example of people coming together for good, effectively collaborating. An idea sparked from a few individuals mushroomed and surfaced into real positive change in uniting the world under a common positive cause. In this issue of the CH Tech podcast, I'm going to explore three areas of collaboration. Firstly, an example of successful failure. Secondly, why many modern researchers are suggesting that collaboration could stifle creativity unless idea blockage strategies are in place. And finally, how CH Tech can deploy collaboration as a tool, not a rule. Let's remind ourselves of an event back in April 1970, the Apollo 13 seventh manned mission under the Apollo space program and the third intended to land on the moon. However, The lunar landing was aborted after an oxygen tank exploded two days after launch, crippling the service module 
upon which the command module had depended. The famous line from the in-space mission commander still strikes fear for any project. This is Houston. Uh, say again, please. Houston, we have a problem. NASA have since classified the mission as a successful failure because of the experience gained in rescuing the crew and the missions spent upper stage successfully impacting the moon. In the 1995 film Apollo 13, the drama shows an excellent example of collaboration, particularly because geographically dispersed people work together in real time to achieve a common goal and create value. This was years before tools that we take for granted existed. For example, video conferencing, instant messaging and application sharing. Collaborating in real time over a distance was relatively new territory. Let's hear an excerpt from the film. Gene, we have a situation brewing with the carbon dioxide. We had a CO2 filter problem on the lunar module. Five filters on the limb, which are meant for two guys for a day and a half. So I told the doctor. They're already up to eight on the gauges. Anything over 15 and you get impaired judgment, blackouts, the beginnings of brain asphyxia. What about the scrubbers on the command module? They take square cartridges. The ones on the limb are round. <laughs> Tell me this isn't a government operation. It just isn't a contingency we've remotely looked at. Those CO2 levels are going to be getting toxic. Well, I suggest you gentlemen invent a way to put a square peg in a round hole. Rapidly. Okay, people, listen up. People upstairs, candidates this one, and we gotta come through. We gotta find a way to make this fit into the hole for this, using nothing but that. Let us also pay respect to the flight commander at Mission Control, who played an important part in bringing the team together and taking forward ideas that worked. Teamwork makes the dream work is an all too familiar phrase that promotes the corporate brainstorming ideal through collaboration. Brainstorming was introduced to the world of business in 1953 by the legendary advertising executive Alex Osborne via his revolutionary book Applied Imagination. He was passionate that groups could potentially develop a higher quantity and quality of ideas than an individual alone. However, recent studies have shown that unique idea generation suffers in group settings. Really? According to Susan Ken in her book Quiet, brainstorming or any collaborative activity can be hijacked by some individuals that would just go along with the status quo and let others do the challenging work. Production blocking, typically by the most prolific speakers who are not always the ones with the best ideas, and a fear of being judged by others, otherwise known as a possible lack of confidence from some potential collaborators who end up silent. I remember attending a workshop at the Department of Health that had 25 people attending and it was infiltrated by the large number of supplier attendees that blocked key contributions from some amazing healthcare professionals due to the supplier's self-interest in profit. The good news is that there are strategies to help avoid such collaboration disaster. Researchers are now suggesting that innovation requires creativity and sometimes creativity requires solitude. Is there a way to leverage the creative need to focus in a solitary state while still harnessing the energy of a team? Some leading lights like Einstein worked with fellow mathematicians before formulating and releasing their hypotheses. What can we learn from this?
Collaboration still enables powerful work to be done effectively. There is a vital energy and synergy when you work in a team. However, it may not be the best method to harness innovative ideas unless one is a masterful group leader. Here are some ways to harness the creative soul of innovation and the energy of teamwork. Allowing the team to first brainstorm in private. Ideas can then be shared with the team and led anonymously. Interviewing individuals to help understand views. And having the team's brainstorming ideas voted on anonymously without knowing who contributed suggestions. And using a good facilitator, for example at big room planning. Celebrating individual talent is another way. For example, acknowledging and supporting individual contributions are just as important as working together as a team. Let's now explore how CH Tech could consider collaboration as a tool, not a rule. Scrum or Scrum meetings allow clusters of teams to discuss their work, focusing especially on areas of overlap and integration. Each team appoints an ambassador to assure consolidation and communication. Because the Scrum or Scrums meetings may not be daily and because one person is there representing his or her entire team. The following questions could be adapted. What has your team done since we last met? What will your team do before we meet again? Is anything slowing your team down or getting in their way? Are you about to put something in another team's way? Brown bag sessions are an informal meeting that occur typically around lunchtime. Participants typically bring their lunches, which are often packed in brown bags. The meeting usually occurs in office training or conference rooms. Best practice stores. It's great that we have tools such as Skype, Dropbox and Extranet-enabled Microsoft Team sites for projects, especially when we're working with external partners or agencies. However, these tools create a set of disparate stores. Consistent areas of best practice could be set up, for example, a wiki or a moderated discussion forum on key projects. Finally, pitch decks and innovation hubs some firms call these labs, where incubation is not just a place for ideas, but to perform in collaboration in radical fashion. For example, customer immersion programs, partnering incentive strategies, and idea fears to develop super brands based on lifestyles. For example, connecting health apps, gadgets, and healthy snacks, but joint ventures instead. Effectively, strategic alliances, and then to discuss those together, that effectively is collaboration. In summary, we need to fix problems with purpose, recognize that not everything will work and assuring legal disclaimers with partners when things don't work out, and the ability to create safe places for individuals to flourish, for collaborating teams to become productive. Just like Live Aid, We Are The World and The Saving of Apollo 13, we need wise leaders that are able to harness individual talents for the betterment of the team. Diversity includes celebrating individualism in ideas, perspectives and unique contributions without judgement. Direction is essential to stay the course, just like a navigator on a ship. The effectiveness of collaboration in the workplace is directly linked to the transparency of the process by which decisions are made. Collaboration is good in the workplace, but accountability is what makes it great.